Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive Massive mental mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey folks, Jovan Hutton Pulitz here. Thank you for joining me for Cut the Crap. Um, you don't have to tell me because I know, you know, it's kind of odd having a program by the name of Cut the Crap. But crap is only an acronym for culture, race, and American politics. But it's the exactly the right word of what's going on in Washington, D.C., what's going on in our world, what's going on in politics, what's going on in government, you name it, it's crap. And it's because when you mix culture, race with American politics, that's the acronym, culture, race, and American politics, it seems like everything goes to hell in a handbasket. If you're joining me for the first time, by the way, I record my program every day, 7 a.m., 7 p.m., seven days a week. I do that Central Standard Time, so you remember the time zone, 777. If there's any time that I have to testify or meet with attorneys or do special events, uh, there'll always be a rerun. Always watch the ticker down at the bottom if you're watching the video feed. Yeah, you can watch the video feed and see my forehead, five head, six head, seven head, eight head. Somebody said I recently accomplished a nine head. I think it's growing, and so if you're listening to me on radio, Real Talk, 93.3 is my stations out there that play the program. If you're listening and ever want to see somebody with a monster forehead, uh, that's why you want to tune in. I have a face that's absolutely perfect for talk radio, right? I told somebody the other day, do you know Chris Hemsworth, you know, the guy that plays Thor? If you've only listened to my voice out there and you don't know actually what I look like, Uh, I can help you kind of with this visual drill. So take uh, Chris Hemsworth, the Thor guy. And, you know, you see him in Thor and his biceps and his six-pack, 12-pack. You know, really, even for a man, he's really like a really good-looking guy, right? Now get that picture in your mind, okay? Now what you're going to do is a visual exercise to put him on one side and me on the other side. And now you're going to look us both up and down because we're an identical match. Trust me. You look up and down Chris Hemsworth. You put me to the side. You look up and down me. And as you look up and down just for a moment, like six-pack and all, just stop and gaze at the ankles. And you will see that Chris Hemsworth and I have identically the same exact ankles. I kid you not. I was surprised when somebody pointed it out to me. And I thought, that's pretty cool. You know, what a compliment to look like Chris Hemsworth. I've got, that's like awesome. So if you want to see what I look like, look up, look up Thor, look up Chris Hemsworth, look down at his ankles. You will see an exact clone of me. Now, hey, since we're talking about clones, what we don't want to happen is we don't want to have our votes cloned, right? So I want to talk to you about the first line of defense when it comes to election integrity. Many times this gets missed, but I'm telling you it's you, and there is an active way that you can help fight this fight and make sure our elections go the way they're supposed to. You're already light years ahead of Congress people and senators in your knowledge base, But you can go volunteer to be a poll challenger, a poll observer, poll watcher. You can do it. You should do it. We need to do it. We've got to have you installed come this November. It's going to be a battle. We handed Arizona its butt, and that's because you guys in Arizona, I'm telling you guys in Arizona are rock stars. You made 
the state absolutely do a forensic audit. That was you folks and you across the country. You demanded it. You demanded that we do kinematic artifact detection and you see all the incredible results. Now you put Carrie Lake in for her primary one. Every single precinct, that's you. But we still have to fight this fight. So I'm going to talk about a poll challenger. I'm going to basically read you a first-hand account. This was published in the uh, Gateway Pundit. And it's about a poll watcher, poll observer, poll challenger in Detroit. Now this poll challenger, the reason I'm doing it is because you can learn from this story. You can learn what is expected, what you should do. Uh, and really how important it is as I read to you this first-hand account. This person was thrown out from being an observer for pointing out that that ballot was wrong and not right and that there's an internet connection going on here that is not supposed to be there. And the election officials called and demanded the Detroit police arrest the guy for pointing it out <clears throat> well if you're fed up like i'm fed up in this a story originally appeared 100 fed up i want to walk you through this so you understand think about how irritating liberals are think about how well they bind together and they force their views on all of us see we don't go out and protest we don't go out and throw Molotov cocktails and cover our faces and wear masks and stuff. And Well, I wear a mask, but you'd have to be a close personal friend and we'd be dating. But that's a different story. It, mostly, you don't wear a mask. Um, and so we kind of stay away from those things. But if you want to irritate some of these liberals, here's the way you can do it. Here's the way you can get right in their face, right in their craw. And just being there makes them go nuts. So what happened is a poll watcher... Um, he literally had credentials. He was trained. There's many uh, poll watcher programs out there, a brand new one coming out uh, that you heard about soon that was trained. Here's what you want to look for. Here's what you want to observe. Here's how you do it. And this poll watcher was removed because he asked too many questions about the process. And he said once they figured out that uh, he really knew what was up, they started having somebody shadow him, watching him the whole time, right? Like men in black. Um, and so this place uh, is the, the TCF Center in Detroit. I think they now call it Huntington Place. And uh, he was watching ballot recounts from the primary recount. And I'm going to read you his journal so you understand what it's like to be a, a poll watcher, poll challenger, so you understand why it's important. By the way, we need this more than anything. There are probably, for the November general election, there's probably across the United States of America, 8,000 or more vacancies for people to be poll challengers and poll watchers on the Republican side. One of the rigs is most of the people that work elections are Democrats. They know that. They train and enforce and they turn out. Republicans haven't paid attention to that. That's part of how they, well, turn the other way. So we've got to get involved. So here's what's going on. He, was, uh, he would step away. He would be watching the ballots and they would tell him to step away from the table. They would only uh, let him stand near a monitor near one station on a corner of a table. And he would say, look, I'm here to observe. That's the laws. And they would tell him, in this room, it's our laws. The other laws don't matter. Which is both untrue and illegal, by the way. He points out that it's restrictive and obstructive to the process. When you become a poll observer, you learn these things. In fact, uh, they violated about a half a dozen laws. And see, we have to get these things on the books. It's very important to call them out and to get these on the books. Because this is part of the affidavit process if something goes wrong, you have to be able to call them out and you become the first line of defense because it's your affidavit that ends up getting used by law enforcement and the courtrooms. Anyway, hang tight. More right after this. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back.
Get the hard-hitting truth. The left doesn't want you to hear the real truth Jovan Hutton Pulitzer has to tell you. You want common sense and facts, and that is what Jovan Hutton Pulitzer can provide. He is your warrior helping you fight the left. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. The morning after the 3 November 2020 presidential election, Americans woke up to the stark reality that our great nation was under a new type of attack. This attack didn't come with mortars or bullets, but was an assault on our sacred election process. Since then, Americans everywhere have had to ask themselves if they really believe that our election was true and fair. We are in a time of large-scale government corruption, and many have lost faith in our institutions. That's why we formed the America Project for you and for the nation. The America Project was formed by a group of fellow patriots who are building the most pro-freedom and pro-American network ever known. The America Project will connect you with organizations, churches, small businesses, and individuals to help you win for America. The America Project is about actions and results. Join our team today. God bless you and God bless America. You know, it's kind of hard of us to think about a grand cabal, right? It's like something out of a James Bond movie, right? Some evil guy waiting for his billion dollars, right? Well, suspend belief for a moment. And do you believe that sometimes people cheat? Think about it. If you played cards or any games with your brothers and sisters, people cheat. It's just the way it is. So now let's peel that onion back and let's look at the voting system. For the first time in history, we have the most people ever that came out to vote. Or the most people, dead people, that voted. Whatever it is. But the most people ever came out to vote. Then you have the most ever spent in any election year. $14 billion was spent in 2020. And then you have the first time in history by many, many multiples, tons of ballots mailed out, dumped in the marketplace. Is it a lot easier for maybe hundreds or tens or even thousands of people to do a bunch of little things end up changing the big result? So sometimes don't think about it as this big grand cabal doing things. There's enough small people that do some of these bad things we're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut the crap. Here's Jovan. So folks, that's true. What we have to do is we have to tell these politicians to literally cut the crap. One of the ways that we can hand it back to everybody, and I want to I want to confirm something better clarify with you because words matter and that's why i love you watching the program even if i miss say something you call it out carrie lake won all of the counties won all of the counties in arizona i may have said precincts word matter thank you very much but she won all of the counties what we're talking about is a poll watcher in detroit that got kicked out for doing their jobs. I'm going to read through this because it's their journal. I want to give you their experience. He goes on to say, One of my first challenges of the night came at a counting table near the middle back of the room. I had checked on it multiple times over hours during the first and second shifts to see that it was attached to the internet. Nobody seemed to care about this. Finally, I flagged down a supervisor and asked her to hover the mouse over the Wi-Fi symbol in the task monitor. She said she was not allowed to do that, and she went to grab someone else. That person also said they don't think they were allowed to do that, and grabbed someone even higher up the chain. Eventually, a man who identified himself as Anthony Miller came to the table, hovered the mouse over the Wi-Fi image. It then read, Internet Connection. Because it was, in fact, attached to the Internet during the counting process all day, and at least the time, at least from the time I had arrived, multiple pe people witnessed the Wi-Fi signal image and the change to airplane mode by Anthony Miller. So this person changed it to airplane mode, which shuts that down. 
There was a, this was a fine resolution to my concern. However, after making this challenge, it was clear that I was being shadowed by Democrat challengers and men in black. I recall that a ballot at the scanning station did not register in the poll book. So I stepped in to see if I could note anything unique about the envelope and monitor the process. I was immediately told I had to stand six feet back. The men in black appeared and started telling me falsehoods about how I wasn't allowed to do anything but look at the monitor because everything was on the monitor. I said to them this isn't true and that in this specific case the ballot literally was not showing up on the monitor and that was a, a, my specific reason for the challenge. I also told them it wasn't even me that initiated the challenge. They didn't care. They just kept trying to distract me from my job by insisting that I was trying to intimidate workers at the table by trying to see the election materials as is my duty under law as a challenger. After moments of this, I often stepped away from the table and walked around to see if things would cool off and I could return to my duties. But it seemed like even more men in black were around me whenever I uh, would go back to any table later. In addition, after I made my first challenge, Democrat Party challengers began shadowing me at any table I went to as well. They appeared not to care what was happening at the tables only what I was doing. Then large men dressed in black would show up and shadow me as well. I was not breaking any laws, always following all legal protocols as defined by the law and not being rude or mean-spirited to the poll workers. I was never belligerent or abusive to anyone and wasn't in initiating conversation intentionally with anyone except, at the ta except the supervisors. Sometimes workers would ask, what was I doing? And I would always say something like, I'm just observing, not trying to be a pest, but I can't talk to you. Things seemed fine. It wasn't until the men in black showed up that any table seemed to begin to have a problem with me. These men always demanded my credentials and information, but refused to give me any of their information. When I would ask who they were, they had no lanyards or name tags, most of them would scoff and then get another one to try to intimidate me further and make accusations and threats toward me about being kicked out or how I needed to be six feet away from the table. None of them had any problem standing within two to three feet of me in order to try to raise my blood pressure. When it didn't work, they would continue to distract me with redundant conversation over and over again and call more people over. This happened more and more throughout the night as it got later on the night. In addition, when I would tell them I needed to see a process that wasn't visible from the computer screen, one might tell me I had to stay here while the other would tell me to go to the other side of the table only to have another person tell me I couldn't be there. Either I had e either and I had to go back to the computer ping-pong me around to agitate me and cause a visual scene that could be interpreted poorly. Around 11 p.m. as I was walking back to the counting table, I was stopped by a man with dreadlocks who had no identifying marking on his closings or lanyards. He demanded to know who I was, asked for my credentials, and seemed to insist that I could never leave one table throughout the night. This is also not true since I was a roving challenger and there were only a handful of challengers for the entire room of 130 or so tables. Folks, that's my point of why you have to be a poll challenger, right? We don't have enough people. I continue. I asked him who he was and he scoffed at that and called over another larger angry man in black. He was impeding me from doing my job because my credentials were clearly visible and I was not breaking any laws, so I continued to monitor the table. I cannot recall uh, if the man he called to the table had an ICU on his shirt or not, but he was dressed in black and asked for my credentials. When he came over, I told him uh, I was with MC4EI. And, he, and said my name was Braden and asked who he was. He refused to tell me. Um, and my answers didn't seem uh, enough for him, so he demanded that I step away from the table. 
I protested politely, verbally, and cited the law since I was acting fully within the capacity of a legal poll challenger. But he continued to insist. So I left the table with him, which made it impossible for me to do my job and much easier for him to surround me with more of his guys and kick me out. He kept asking me for more credentials. I kept showing him my badge, which had all my information on it. And he didn't seem want to listen to me or view my badge when I offered it to him. He kept asking me who I was with. I said MC4EI. Uh, multiple times, showed him the badge, and then he said, I was going to be removed. By now, numerous large men in black were surrounding me despite the fact no verbal or physical altercation had occurred. No one had even raised their voice. Then I was gripped and assaulted by multiple large men who forcibly removed me without allowing me to collect my belongings at the front of the room. The room cheered and clapped and laughed and jeered. I repeatedly asked the men in black what law I broke, and they couldn't cite a single one. As the night went on, I could not find any lawyers to bring to the table, so I'm not, and I'm not sure we had any left. This may be what emboldened them to violate my rights so often as a challenger later in the evening. I'm going to continue with this, but as you can see, this is an, an intimidation process. This is what they do. They bend every rule they can. I'm going to keep up with this. Be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back. Here's a message to every rapist, domestic abuser, violent criminal thug, and every other monster who preys upon women. Maybe you've heard the stories about millions of us flocking to gun stores and gun ranges for the first time, the second time, and the hundredth time. Here's what that means for despicable cowards like you. Your life expectancy just got shorter. Because there's a very good chance your next target will be armed, trained, and ready to exercise her right to choose her life over yours. This is what real empowerment looks like. Millions of American moms, grandmothers, and professional women taking our lives and our families' lives into our own capable hands. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Folks, I have one job, and my job is for you, and that is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. You will not be banned. You will not be regulated. You will only hear what you need to hear. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award shows to repeat their narrative over and over again. And then they use their ex-president to endorse the resistance, all to make them march, make them protest, make them scream racism and sexism and xenophobia and homophobia, to smash windows, burn cars, shut down interstates and airports, bully and terrorize the law-abiding, until the only option left is for the police to do their jobs and stop the madness. And when that happens, they'll use it as an excuse for their outrage. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. No, you didn't vote. You thought you voted. All you did was mark a piece of paper with what you wanted to vote but your vote didn't count then. If you don't know this information, how can you change what's going on? 
Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. If you were asked by someone to explain how did the computers rig votes, how did the numbers change, most people would never be able to much less explain it or even understand it. Your eyes just glaze over. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. I guarantee you, you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the room. There were 242 operatives just in Georgia alone. And what they did is they loaded every one of these drop boxes. Here's where they got the ballot. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happening. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. So to call it like it is, these rat bastards don't want anybody to know the truth. These, these people that are running our elections, these politicians, etc. That is exactly why I am reading this firsthand account to you. Number one, tremendous laws were violated here, but I want, to under, want you to understand, when you do like this person and you become involved, and that's part of the rig, we do not have conservatives serving as poll watchers, poll workers, and poll observers. This is part of the rig. And they try to disqualify anybody conservative because they want their people in there. You have to get trained. You have to get involved. But we also learn what to do during the process. And I'll give you an example. This is where we can write simple laws to get on the books about poll observing poll workers, that nobody should be on any of those floors without visible, readable credentials. See, a lot of those might be paid thugs. We do not know. There should be nobody in there floating around that does this. And this is how you plug these things with laws and we've got to put the onus back on them. Not that they're going to pay attention to the law, but so we have some teeth. But it's very important being there to get this documented down. I'll continue. As the night went on, I could not find any lawyers to bring to the table. Normally, there are lawyers there, by the way. I am not sure we had any left. Why can we not have a conservative lawyer there all the time? Anyway, this may be what emboldened them to violate my rights so often as a challenger later in the evening. In the beginning, I didn't seem to have an issue with anyone. And as I would stand at the tables, men in black would mutter to each other and those around them from behind me about how they were about to kick me out even though I was just standing there and not intimidating anyone or touching anything. It was very clear that they had all come to an agreement that I was a mark and they were going to work collectively to eliminate me from the room because new men in black seemed to keep up showing and hovering. Yes, you can see when multiple people show up, that's the way they tell everybody on the floor, we need to get rid of this person, they know too much. I'll go back. Late in the evening when I was being harassed by the men in black and once again explaining to them that everything I was doing was within the duties of a challenger in the law, I said I would find a lawyer to confirm this to them and they said they didn't care anything a lawyer about anything a lawyer says. I left, went to go find a lawyer, searched around the entire room, asked my colleagues, but we couldn't see any so I eventually went back to the monitoring tables. When I returned, it seemed that these nameless, unaccountable men in black, more emboldened than they had been before, to intimidate me. At multiple times throughout the night, when I could cite Michigan election law in the context of the situation, including during this final moment, I was told that the law did not matter in here. 
Only their rules mattered, and the feelings, there you go, feelings of the people at the table. I had on a lanyard that cited the specific laws that entitled poll challengers to explicitly do what I was doing multiple times. And the response was always the same. I don't care about the law. All that matters here are my rules. At one point when I explained a law to one of these men who was being deceptive and obstructing me, I was told to think more about the feelings of the people at the table rather than the law and my duties. I responded saying, I have nothing but respect for the people sitting at these tables all day, and I believe they have respect for me because I am here all day on my feet as well. We are all just doing our jobs. One of them responded that I wouldn't be there much longer. Throughout the night, there were errors in red that would pop up on the poll book screen that were simply being dismissed. I asked the table supervisors what this meant, and one of them said, I don't know. I was just told to push it through when it happens. One of these errors that I was able to write down read like this. Absentee ballot, blah, 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 sent by clerk. Voter must surrender ballot or submit an affidavit. This may be, this may very well be just fine, I don't know, but it seems bizarre that table supervisors are being told to let countless ballots with such errors pass without even understanding why it is fine. To be clear, I think that if not all of these table workers I encountered were just doing their jobs as were told to them to do, they seemed like fine people as I stood around. But they were clearly told to act in ways that were not in compliance with Michigan law and most probably don't realize it. This is why I would cite the law to them whenever there was an issue. What is worrisome are the large men in black who clearly were hired to intimidate poll challengers for whatever reason they please. They were lawless. They admit they were lawless and they didn't care because they knew they were unaccountable. Uh, evidently, uh, there was a video that he submitted. The video below lays out lawlessness, mis lawlessness of Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Bennett and how she and Detroit election officials, poll challengers, and outside agitators work together to target and intimidate Republicans who dare observe the counting process in, in, uh, in process in Detroit. So you have to understand, this is a tactic. And this is a tactic that they do to make sure they go not challenged as they're trying to do illegal things. I think it's very telling if we step back for a moment when this person says they were removed that the whole room cheered, clapped, and shouted jeers and catcalling out. Now, I want you to think about that. That tells you, that tells you the attitudes in the room. Okay? That is the attitude these people have. And when I say these people, I am talking about people who do not believe in equality, although they're raving about equality, and do not believe that elections need to be unbiased and transparent. I don't even use the word fair anymore because to one person suppressed, well, that's not fair, I'm suppressed, so you got to give me more. I don't even use that anymore. These people are paid to intimidate. These people cooperate together to say that person was harassing. Now, I know this makes you think, why in the hell would I ever be a poll observer? And the only answer is, because our country needs you. So what? Most people are saying, I would never be able to keep my cool. I agree with you there. I'd probably knock some rat bastard out. I'd get in trouble. But when you think about what's up and what's at stake, there are many ways that you can keep your cool. You can just kind of 
ooze fraud, you know, kind of step it back and understand you're there to document the process. They are there to intimidate you. See, that's the same way. You have to understand this is training for radicals. When Antifa gets in the street and they get in your face and they get right at you and call your names, they need you to lose your cool. They need you as they go up close to for you to push off of them. Right? They don't use their hands. They'll just get close for the body. That's not a crime. It's when the hands come up and touch that it becomes the offense. And what they're doing is they're trying to get you to take the first strike, to take the first push. That's when they'll fall into the ground screaming, you attacked them or whatever. But see, they're trained to do this. Same at these events. Right? Same at these events. Same as you can see in these elections. So it takes an incredible amount of self-discipline, but you have to remember, we have to be trained and play the same exact game they play. They're there to bait you, not debate you. They're there to bait you. They're there to debate you, debate you. You better believe that. But it has to get documented. It has to get documented. And we have many alternatives, right? You know there are glasses that you can wear that, well, not only video, let's set that aside, but you know you got little glasses that have little tele, telephoto zoom on them that you can zoom just like a camera. And you can, you can look and see these things. But as many people are saying, you're right, they must draw first blood. This is where we need you. And this is why I say, aside from fighting this war digitally, as we all do here every day together we have to fight this war and activate this is one of those spaces to activate folks and it okay great it's gonna you're gonna go down to some cheesy training thing you're gonna watch some videos online you're gonna get prepped for it you're gonna go down to your county right and you're gonna uh uh take a little course and you're gonna become a poll observer or poll watcher or even a poll worker but the reason they control it is because we haven't done it. We haven't cared about it. They know the people predominantly sitting in those chairs will look away, especially in these very high Democrat areas. We have to do it. We have to do it. It's that simple. So let's talk about cause and effect. Okay, let's just talk about cause and effect. So if somebody hits you in a situation like that, take the punch. Take the punch and don't even punch back. Take the punch and file the criminal report and have them arrested. Then you've done something very productive. This might be one where you have to take the punch. Would you take a punch for your country? I'd take thousands of punches for my country, of course. But they know they can intimidate us. Now, I'm looking at photos, right? Photos. Uh, and these fellows in Detroit, yes, they're wearing black clothes, but they're very large black men to boot. But they'll say it's racist to say that black men are intimidating or whatever. And I can see photos of them surrounding a person. They surround a person. This is part of the process. Very simple. I've had this happen to me. I had it happen to me in the airport, right? When, they, when a group of people that were big protesters, big guys, recognized who I was coming through an airport, right? They basically kind of surrounded me in the airport and started taunting me. And what I did as one got right in my face, right? Got right in my face and started challenging me, I basically go, you must really like me. You like white dudes? And I just started taunting him. I started screwing with his head. And he'd get in my face. And I'd go, come on, sweetheart. Come on. Please. Come on. Come on, girl. Calm down. Calm down, girl. Come on. Of course, I'm pissing him off more and more and more as it goes, right? I said, come on, sweetheart. Don't get offended. I like you. I'll, I'll be nice to you. I, you're, you're sweet and gentle, Snowflake. Please hang tight. I'll give you the rest of the story right after this. 
Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daily on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Here's a message to every rapist, domestic abuser, violent criminal thug, and every other monster who preys upon women. Maybe you've heard the stories about millions of us flocking to gun stores and gun ranges for the first time, the second time, and the hundredth time. Here's what that means for despicable cowards like you. Your life expectancy just got shorter. Because there's a very good chance your next target will be armed, trained, and ready to exercise her right to choose her life over yours. This is what real empowerment looks like. Millions of American moms, grandmothers, and professional women taking our lives and our families' lives into our own capable hands. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Folks, I have one job, and my job is for you, and that is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. You will not be banned. You will not be regulated. You will only hear what you need to hear. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. Hey there, think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision, since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives is four dollars and 16 cents even worth being able to prove to your family friends and co-workers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist is four dollars and 16 cents worth spending on your education to fight this fight but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth so help us god and not get banned if you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country, our future, and my information is worth $4.16. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. Okay, folks, so I'm only, I'm only telling you about an experience I had at the airport in response to this intimidation that goes on. So anyway, I go through the airport. Uh, these very large, musculed black fellows recognize who I am. It's part of why, yes, I keep my travel secret, but it's just a risk I have to take when I'm out in public. And so they immediately kind of swarmed on me in the, in the hallway. And knowing it was public, they're trying to intimidate me. And so what I did was, and they would kind of, you know, you'd have two intimidating me and three or four kind of standing back watching so they could whatever. And so I just started screwing with them, Right. Because I know, regardless what, I, me personally, I cannot throw the punch. The second part of me understanding, uh, knowing how all this works, I, I also do not have the luxury of defending myself. I, if I'm going to get a beat down, I have to take the beat down. Because that's the only way I can defend myself, right? 
And so he would get really into my face, and I started, sweetheart, please come. And I started referring to him as a woman. And I could just see him getting pissed because the whites of his eyes were turning red. And I said, it's okay. I said, I won't tell the other buddies you're looking at my crotch. Don't worry about it. And so I just kept on screwing in with him, kept on screwing him. And he's getting pissed. Now, his friends know trouble's about to come down if he throws a punch. (laughs) So another one cycles in, right? And that one cycles out. They're kind of trained to do this. They were headed to an event. I guarantee you they were headed to an event. And the other one cycles in. He starts getting my face. I said, who are you, Snowflake? He goes, oh, I go, oh, you're the one I told you about. That's your wife? I said, dude, your buddy knows you're, you're like this big homo muscle couple. And I'm just screwing with them, screwing with them, screwing with them. Right? And he's like kind of all flexing his muscle. I said, man, you really got to work on your forearms. Your forearms are like limpy, lazy. I mean, look how weak. Look at your wrist. Your, my God, you know, it's, lay off the steroids, dude. And I just let him have it, let him have it, let him have it. By this time, a father and his son show up, and they're kind of standing behind, thinking if something's going to happen, they were going to jump in. The father was from Australia. The kid was his son and an American. We ended up talking as we walked to the terminal. They were ready to hop in as it happened. But in that situation, I realized I would be the one that go down. There were under no circumstances, no circumstances, could I throw a punch or could I defend myself. If I got hit and hit the floor, the only thing I can do is curl up, cover my head, because they're going to try to hit kicks to my face and stomp on my head. That's kind of what they do. But what I did is I screwed with their mind the entire time. Eventually, the police came. Now, your weapon's not going to do any good in the airport because you can't carry it open through the airport. So eventually, the security police showed up, and... uh, these guys were pointing stuff. The guy come over and I said, look, I have no idea what happened. I just think they recognized me and it is really because of my line of work, nothing else. And then there was a little bit of recognition, I think, with the police officer. He said, I got this. <laughs> so they have us standing in the hallway and they called two carts to come up. And the six big black fellows hopped on the two carts. And it was just my luck that the big guy and the other guy, the first ones that challenged me, were sitting in the back. And they're going to, you know, they got to drive real slow to the airport. And so all I did is bloom kisses. Bye. And I was going, bye. Bye. I'll see you again soon. Oh, man, it was so great. I love you. I love you. (laughs) I was just blowing them kisses. It was fun. It was fun. Let's do this again. (laughs) Just, you know, and how I could just be a total ass. (laughs) But that's the only defense we have, because I'm telling you, do not throw the punch. Do not throw the punch. And if you're in a position like me, I cannot. I have no choice in my life but to not fight back, because they're going to try to find a way to pin it on me specifically. So I have to, broken ribs, whatever the hell it is, I have to deal with it, but you don't. And I'm telling you, When you understand they're there to try to piss you off, when they're there to get your goat, you want to get their goat? Laugh at them. Right? Have that big dude get in your face and go, you got to be, if you don't get good, you're going to get out here and go, you know, you have really beautiful eyes. (laughs) Oh my God. Do you talk like that in front of your... Stop talking so mean. You're making me horny. Stop it. (laughs) And just screw with their minds. Go the opposite direction of where they want you to go. Opposite direction. Right? And that's how we win. Because it is stand your ground in a different way. And we have to not let them win our mind over. Right? Right? We have to let them not win our mind over. Now, I will go to extremes. Imagine if it's four or five. One of the things I said when four of them ganged up me. And these are four big black guys. And they're just like really kind of intimidating. And I said, you know, this is just kind of stereotypical. 
Here's four of you big guys intimidating me. It's like everybody always says, and you can see them getting pissed, think I'm about to say racist. And I said, I don't appreciate every one of you Asian guys getting in my face. That's not appropriate. And I have nothing against Asian people, so get out of my face. <laughs> oh. And it's because it's the mental gymnastics to do. I've had a few in that scenario actually calm down because I made them laugh. Literally. I had one guy one time doing this, getting my face, and I did the same old shtick or whatever. And I think in that one, I said, you have beautiful eyes. And he kind of laughed. And I said, think how stupid this is. I just have different views from you. You have different views from me. You think you know what I stand for, but you don't. And here you are thinking the only response to me is to get in my face and and threaten me. And the reality is I don't know you, you don't know me, and I have no beef with you. This is just about the United States of America. And we can disagree because that's what's called freedom and liberty. I don't have to think like you, you don't have to think like me. Many times we can diffuse, diffuse this stuff. But if you want to defuse November, you got to get out and you have to register as a poll worker. But realize they're going to come after you and you've got to learn how to tell them all to cut the crap. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program. It's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Jovan Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Hey there. Think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is $4.16 even worth being able to prove to your family, friends, and coworkers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist? Is $4.16 worth spending on your education to fight this fight, but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth, so help us God, and not get banned. If you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country our future and my information is worth $4.16. Now, of course, you could use that money to buy one, well, say, iced coffee from your local Starbucks, or you could even feed yourself a box of frozen pretzels. Or that same $4.16 could be used to buy a small frozen Sara Lee pound cake. Now, of course, you could use that same $4.16 to feed your brain and to pound some sense into the leftists who are leaving our country in a mess. I hope you join me. Limited time offer, but you better hurry because it won't last long.